hello. This is Andrew Vieira of uh, Solution Broadcasting, and I'm joined here by Gabriel Rendon, class of 26, and Jorge Bella. Yeah, uh, so we're kind of on another all Yankees podcast like last time. There's not really much much else here. Uh, so uh, as per usual, we're going to start off with the Yankees. Uh, last time I checked, I believe there were 24 and 19. Or was it 25? The Yankees are currently 25 and 19. They're fourth in the division, a win behind the Blue Jays, and two wins behind Baltimore. And speaking of the Blue Jays, the Yankees are currently playing the Blue Jays today um, in a uh, three-game stretch. Uh, the Yankees overall have been performing about average, especially considering the AL is a highly competitive division and all teams are uh, performing over 500 compared to uh, other divisions. Yankees, of course, uh, they've had their struggles, of course, having some of their best players on the IL, but Harrison Bader has returned uh, and he's been uh, raking, uh, batting 400 and doing pretty well. I'm really glad Harrison Bader is back from the short time he's came back. He has been spectacular, making defensive highlights game after game, and doing pretty good, actually, swinging the bat. Because, what is it, a couple weeks ago, he had, I think, two home runs. No, I think he had, like, four home runs in, like, the span of five games, maybe. Which, that's really good to come back from the injury he had, a long-awaited injury. Especially for me, because he is on my fantasy team, and he has been doing me a solid. So, uh, yeah, Gabe mentioned that there is currently a four-game stretch in Toronto, and the Yankees so far have taken two out of four. Uh, the third game is tonight. Uh, some very major stuff happened in his last two games. In the first game, uh, Judge hit two homers, one of them being very suspicious, according to the Blue Jays announcers and the uh, the dugout from the Blue Jays has uh, Judge looked over to his right. Very strangely controversial, as and even if it's what they assumed it was, it's not cheating. But uh, yeah, that's that's the one major controversy. The other one is uh, Herman uh, got ejected uh, yesterday uh, for uh, super sticky, uh, according to the umpires, substance. A similar situation happened with Herman uh, a couple of months ago when Max Scherzer was pitching uh, to the Dodgers. He used a mix of pine tar, rosin, and alcohol. And from the looks of it, um, Herman used only pine tar and rosin, and the umpires did not give him a chance to wash it off, but rather just ejected him in the third inning. Yankees still won that game, though, and many people are saying that Herman's a cheater and much of the uh, mixture was on his pants that it was blatantly obvious. But for me personally, I disagree. How about you, Horton? Now, I did see somebody cover what happens when you mix sweat and rosin. You can hear the ball, how sticky it was. And then, like Max Scherzer had a couple weeks ago, you mix that with alcohol, it gets even stickier. But the bad thing with Domingo Herman, they didn't even give him a chance to wash it off so he can go back to pitching. They just took him out in the third inning kicked them, but I'm still glad that the Yankees won that game. Yeah, I'm very confused why Gabe keeps saying pine tar. It was more of assumed sweats. There was no pine tar last time I checked the ball, but uh... Oh, apologies. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is my no, no pine tar, but uh... Sweat and rosin. Rather. Yeah, Yankees have been on to a good start. Uh, Judge has hit a ball over 400, 400 feet uh, in two, two games in a row now. Both off the Blue Jays, uh... Some crazy stuff. Judge has been raking so far. 11 home runs. 
Only four though so far, but ever since he came off the IL, pretty crazy stuff so far. Judges hasn't been doing that bad. And I mean, the Yankees haven't haven't been too bad. Their schedule's been a little calmer. They played they played Tampa, which in a series that we uh, split between us, two wins for us, two wins for Tampa. And uh, the stretch was a little odd because it was Oakland, which we swept, and then Tampa Bay. Which is a split, and then now we're playing Toronto. So, um, Yankee schedule has been a little complex, a little strange, but uh, hasn't been too bad for the Yankees. Although we currently aren't super high in the division, uh, the AL East is currently one of the most competitive divisions in baseball. So it's not like it's going to be the easiest thing in the world to uh, rise to the top on. I actually just saw right now too that every team in the AL East has a winning record. They are all five of them. Including the Red Sox too are all above five hundred, which shows how stacked they've been lately. And the Orioles come coming off a rebuild, and they're they're really showing that they got it in them to be second in the division, maybe even be division leaders if they're able to you know pass the race. Speaking of competitiveness, as as you mentioned, uh, Yankees and Blue Jays. Yankees are one win behind uh, Toronto Blue Jays, so their records will be tied today. Uh, making this maybe a high stakes game. <laughs> I don't know. On the other hand, though, um, our cross on cross on rivals, the New York Mets, haven't been so hot lately. Yeah, um, I'm checking right now to see it, but uh, yeah, they are currently a, a losing streak. They are uh, under 500. One of the three teams in the National League East that are under 500. Uh, which divi- that uh, division is currently being led by the Braves, followed by the Marlins. Mets are hanging a nice calm fourth, just like their pals back in the Bronx. Uh, they have not been doing too good. Uh, uh, I believe uh, he always currently not here. Sean was talking about how they are not hitting the ball hard enough. They're just not hitting the ball much. And uh, I mentioned this uh, when I was talking to these guys um, that the Mets, the Mets coaching is a little weird. I showed it to Mr. Dwyer. Uh, he assumed that their lead, that uh, someone was their main hitting coach, was actually their assistant. So it's very, it's very strange. The Mets, they need to fix something. Something's, something's off with the offense. The pitching hasn't been any better. Verlander got lit up. Not, not the best. Speaking of the offense, uh, Peter Alonso, the only person on the Mets with a double-digit home run count. Everyone else. Uh, Falling short, Alonso with 14 home runs, the next runner-up, Lindor, only has six. It hasn't been good for the offense as well as the defense. Uh, not to hate on the pitching, but it could definitely be much better. Mets coming off of an 8-5 to loss, and Kodai Senga taking the mound for tonight. The thing with Kodai Senga is his pitching style is weird. He, he can pitch well, but he expects batters to chase and... And in the MLB, it's not really a matter of chasing, but more putting balls into play, striking people out, and getting it in the zone. The Mets overall, um, they have a lot to desire. It's um, it's been an okay start for them, but twenty and twenty three on the season is not necessarily a good way to start. And finishing off the series with the Mets, they have they have two more games against the Rays, then go off to face the nineteen and twenty two. Guardians, they're not having a hot start to the season either, but they're still a very good team with very good key players. <clears throat> and over the past few weeks, which hasn't really been talked about, is uh, the former Yankee catcher Gary Sanchez going into a different borough 
and playing for the Mets now, or he's been signed to a minor league deal. So, um, maybe maybe he ends up getting called back, called up if he if he continues how he is, or if he gets even better, then then he'll probably be a backup behind Francisco Alvarez because I see it like a, a resemblance between both Francisco Alvarez and Gary Sanchez in both their play style and how they and how they've been lately. It'll be very interesting to see how it'll play out. Hope maybe Sanchez might have a return to the MLB with with the Mets, but it really is up to time. No, I, I don't. I don't think Gary Sanchez is going to do it. He's he hasn't been that good even with the Twins last year. He wasn't even. Uh, I wouldn't even say he was that good of an average player. He's been pretty lazy recently. I know before, the years before the Yankees let him go, he was being a pretty lazy catcher, which is not something you want to be as a catcher. And that's why we let him go. That's why the Giants let him go after uh, a month contract they signed for him, where it was if he didn't get called up in a month, they'd let him go. And he left on his own because he, he feels like he deserves more. But you can't say you deserve more when you're not playing baseball with uh, – what's the word? Energy. You're not playing with any energy. So, uh, yeah. Mr. Dwyer here. I heard about the Mets, and I had to give my opinions. I just – they're stressing me out. Here's the thing. They've been dealing with injuries. Absolutely, I get it. Marte is like their guy. Nimmo is their guy. And the two of them are not uh, up to par. Canna hasn't been walking as much as he usually did. He's been hitting okay as of recent, but beginning of the year he was doing really bad trying to get on base. Um, the pitching, Senga, oh my gosh, that fork ball is not that ghost ball. It's not doing what it's supposed to do. No one's swinging it anymore. The first two games of the season were great. He's walking too many guys with it. It's putting him in a bad place. I think a lot of this, and people may hate me for saying this, but rookie catcher, I think part of it is the game calling. Uh, and he's, I mean, he's not doing terrible, but in comparison to the catchers they've had in the past and – you know, Nito's doing a pretty good job every time he's up there. I think he's he's gotten a lot of wins as catcher. Uh, so, <sighs> something to look out for. Um, bringing up Beatty was brilliant. He's doing a very, very good job at third over there because uh, Escobar was doing nothing. And I feel bad for Escobar because he's an excellent leader and he knows what he has to do. I, You know, when I was a kid, getting in a slump, when you're just a little bit off but you know exactly what you have to do to hit the ball – Ah, it's the most stressful thing in the world. So I get it. Escobar's a great leader uh, in that clubhouse and keeps everybody, you know, under control. But, you know, these games are not uh, significant blowouts of recent, except for against the Nationals. Uh, but that that weather issue of days off, days on, the Mets' schedule is insane. They, in the beginning of the year, they started with, like, eight games in a row, had one day off back to another, like, eight games in a row. How do you do... The scheduling where your team has like week upon week upon week of back-to-back games, you're going to exhaust your players. I, I've never seen this before, and it's not just the Mets. There's other teams having the same problem. But I think all of this is just culminating together. But in the end, it's probably going to be a good thing because if the Phillies were able to start like not so good, <laughs> I was going to say another word, then and they ended up in the World Series, maybe that's the effect that happens here. Uh, and bringing up a lot of their rookies is uh, a great way to do this. And Sanchez, he's not catching. Anyone who thinks they signed him for catching, he's going to be the new Vogelbach, like back-to-back. Back back. They're going to use him as a DH spot and try to build up because his hitting is so good. So we'll see what happens. It's 
too early in the season. Uh, once we hit the All-Star break, if they're really far back, we may have to wave, you know, behind. But uh, there's a lot of life in them. I mean, Verlander just got back, and yes, he's letting up a lot of homers, but it's too early and too many groin and arm issues. And I, I don't know why the Mets can't hire people uh, of good work within the health advisory of the players. And uh, why they keep picking up these old guys. This is like the early 2000 Yankees when they were picking up like Raul Mondesi and Bobby Abreu at like the ends of their career. And they're just stuffing all these players in there that weren't producing. It's like they gotta they gotta find their balance. They gotta keep going to their minor league system and bringing people up, which they're doing. And uh, can't yell at Show Walter. He's doing the best he can. Relief pitching has actually been, aside from a few, for the most part, has been very solid. Um, he's using a lot of them. Foley's been doing like two innings a game. It's kind of insane. So, um, and Robertson's been amazing with Diaz out. Excellent on Robertson. I'm stunned how well he's been using that knuckle curve because it's been working real well and he's got so much accuracy with it. So in the end, it's all about the Mets, baby. Let's go Mets. Let's go Mets. Yeah. Um, picking up what Dwyer was talking about prospects, um, the Mets uh, rookie rookie catcher, I believe it's Francisco Alvarez. He hasn't been doing too bad, but I mean, his behind the dish hasn't been the best. And, uh, just to go back to the Bronx Bombers a little bit, uh, Yankees also do have a rookie catcher that they're considering right now. Uh, Austin Wells projected to come up this year, actually, and the Yankees catchers have not been bad behind the dish whatsoever, but it's it's been the offense a little bit. I mean, the Yankees catchers haven't been hitting that well. Um, I, I love Higgy and I love Trevino, but they have not been doing so good um, hitting-wise, and Austin Wells might be a, uh, an, another uh, prospect the Yankees need to bring up because Volpe, Volpe's a slow starter, but uh, we need some. We need other rookies because we stop. We stop relying on the old heads. We need to get some of our <coughs> players in so that they can develop in the bigs. So, uh, yeah, not to stay on the bra- uh, the Yankees and the Mets for too long. Uh, let's go over to uh, some other teams in the AL and NL East. So we'll start with the. Uh, the Rays. The Rays are currently thirty-two and eleven, the most winningest team in baseball right now. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, the Rays just hit the ball. Uh, Randy plays an outstanding defense. He he plays outstanding hitting, and it's just like the Rays. The Rays are good on all ends. Their pitching is crazy. Shane McClanahan, I believe, uh, they showed the Cy Young rates um, yesterday or this morning, and. Garrett Cole wasn't number one, but Shane McCann- McClanahan wasn't two, and Garrett Cole hasn't been that good, so McClanahan might shake um, that Cy Young. And it, the Rays are just good. That's it. And if they keep this up, although I do project that once the All-Star break comes, they're going to fall apart. Uh, we'll see. It'll, ten, uh, sorry, but the, the Rays, they, they have a pretty promising future with a couple of young stars, too, that... Wander Franco has been going off lately. He has been doing really good for the team. And along with that, their pitching staff isn't that bad either, even though Shane McClanahan is underperforming, but he's still doing, he's still having good outings. Um, along with that, the Rays still have a lot of other key players and a lot of good hitters, fielders, and pretty much everything else you could want for a team that's doing this good. 
not a razor like you mentioned, um, insane hitting, insane batting, but at the same time, like you said, Andrew, uh, the Rays, it might be likely that they'll fall apart, especially with some of their injury-prone players. Like, just going through their uh, IL right now, Yandy Diaz day-to-day right now, hoping to return to the Mets lineup tomorrow. Glass now, Raz. Glasnow, Rasmussen, Clevenger, Armstrong, and Springs all on the IL, and it'll be tough seeing uh seeing how how they're gonna have to uh uh, uh compensate for their for many of their pitching uh being on the IL with their batting. As really the Rays only have three players raking right now: Orozarena, like you said, Wander Franco, and Yandy Diaz, and it'll be a uh, very and it'll be interesting how it'll play out. Obviously, the Rays, uh, first in the NL, first in the uh, in the entire league in terms of wins, and it'll be just a matter of staying alive, staying alive, keeping their composure together, because it's been a uh, great start for them. Yeah, uh, the Rays they rely heavily, like a like Gabe said, on key players, and I mean Jeffrey Spring has got a great start for the Rays, and then immediately he got injured. And he's projected not even come back during the entire season. He's going to be coming back next year. So he's losing this whole season. So that just shows how the Rays can lose a key player within days. So the Rays, we'll see. The Rays could the Rays could keep this up. They could go to the World Series. They could sweep in the World Series for a lot now. But from what I think is going to happen, I believe one of the Rays' star players is going to go injury prone. They're going to lose all their charisma. And they're going to fall apart. Usual raise behavior. Yeah, so uh, kind of going across the world, the team that isn't doing that bad, but definitely is losing more fans as the Rays get better. The Miami Marlins. I'm a big Marlins guy. Uh, I like their spirit. I like their heart. I love their young players. Jazz Chisholm. I love him. He's great. Though he's on the IL, he make he, he's outstanding in center field when he's there. Uh, the Marlins are 21 and 21. It's split down the middle, 500 on the dot. They're second in the AL East, uh, just trailing uh, a few wins behind the the, um, the Braves. So the Braves are going to win a bunch of games. Uh, they have not been doing bad. Uh, some of their pickups, some of their key players now. They got Jorge Soler, World Series MVP when he was on the Braves. It's just the Marlins have made some good moves. They got a younger, a younger manager that's been hasn't been doing so bad, honestly. I don't, I do think some of his bullpen calls have been a little bad. Uh, their pitching is good. Sandy has been good. He won the Cy Young last year. He has, he has been a little, a little mid. He's lined up a lot of homers like Verlander, but uh, if he gets to the rhythm, he'll be good. And Marlins, uh, they made history uh, so far. Luis Rice, the side quarter. I'm unsure if they mentioned that in the last podcast. Uh, and what else? They have the, I believe it's the youngest player in baseball right now on the team with uh, Yuri Perez, 20, yeah, 20, 20 years old. Only player in the MLB right now to be born in 2003. Uh, some crazy stuff. And Yuri Perez is very good. Uh, I've seen the pitching, uh, the pitching, uh, what's the word? Comparisons. I'm a big pitcher guy. Uh, his mechanics look exactly like Sandy. And if he keeps that almost up, almost the same. It's almost the same, except for the beginning of the windup. They they pitch it almost the same, and it's gonna that's gonna really help with the Marlins building up uh, synergy, building up uh, charisma, and just becoming a, a rally team. They walked it off yesterday against the the, um, the Nationals. They have they are they're on a two game winning streak so far. Lost some games they shouldn't have lost. Like uh, they got they lost to the last what? That's the last 10, 15 games they lost to the Cubs, 
and then lost to the Reds. And this, uh, the Cubs aren't that bad of a team to lose to. The Reds, I mean, they're they're only good for uh, pitching. Speaking of Jorge Soler, talking about that walk-off too, that was his first ever walk-off home run. And the good thing about him is anytime he makes contact with the ball, that ball is going yard. He has a lot of power in him. And along with him, we already mentioned Jazz Chisholm's injured, but when he's there, when he's playing, he is really good. He's been really good in that in that center field spot too. And I really think that the, the Marlins have a promising future, maybe even a hope to have a good playoff run, at least this season. Luis Arise with the highest batting average in the league, I, just, I think. Like last month, he was batting like 408. Yeah, right now, I believe he's batting 380. I don't. Yeah. I, last time I checked, I haven't seen anyone else. Like 386 80. right 386, now. 386, yeah. Wow. Uh, last time I checked, I have not seen anyone else above that. So I feel like batting title is guaranteed. Possible MVP, unless Acuna keeps raking. I mean, keeping on going with Arias, he's he's 440 on base percentage. Kind of uh, disappointing, but leading the Marlins as well as 54 hits in the amount of games they've played so far. Going back to pitching, though, as you were saying, Alcantara, he won the Cy Young last year, but he hasn't been himself this year. With the pitching leadership this year being Jesus Lazardo, with three wins, 316 ERA, 55 strikeouts. AJ Pug being the uh, the uh, Marlins closer, he's been doing pretty well, pretty well with um, with a uh, three oh seven ERA, not bad at all. But the Marlins pitching, pitching and hitting, they're both young and they both have a lot of potential. I could see them going into the wild card at least. Yeah, I project the Marlins making a playoff run. I mean, this is a legacy year right here. A lot of legacy teams. When it's, a, when it's a big moment, they do tend to do very good. And uh, this year marks, uh, what, I believe their 2003, 30-year anniversary, I think? 20. 20 years. 20 years oh, oh, since, since they won the World Series, which is also crazy. They won the World Series, I believe it was the same year that they became a team. I think so. I believe it was 93. I can't exactly remember. Yeah, sorry, we're gonna do a little bit of a little bit of research. Yeah, ninety three. So yeah, I was right. Thirty year anniversary, and ten years after that, uh, they they won the World Series two thousand three. Now, yeah. So it's a thirty year anniversary of their team even existing, and the twenty year anniversary of the World Series win. So there's no way the Marlins are not gonna at least make a playoff run. They have good pitching, although, although the hitting could pick up a little bit. The Marlins do have a lot of young players. They're a young team for young talent with a few veterans, a few important players like Solaire. Solaire's crazy with the Marlins. Uh, and I mean, I look at their prospects, and they seem to have a lot of right-handed pitchers or just pitchers in general that are going to be coming in the next year. So this year is definitely important for the Marlins to make a name for themselves. So that they so that um, these pitchers will have a, a really good environment to come into uh, next year. So uh, moving into another National League East team, uh, the team that's currently leading that, the Braves. The Braves haven't been that bad. Uh, I want to. I wear that a little weird. They're not doing bad. They're doing pretty good. 26-16 record. Uh, currently lost their last game, but. Uh, in the National League, I believe, yeah, they're win below the Dodgers to uh, have the most wins in the National League. 
But they are doing very good. Uh, Acuna's been hitting the hell out of the ball. I'm not gonna lie. He had a ball. I believe it was, last time I checked, it was 500 feet, like like uh, a few weeks ago. I think last night he actually hit a ball like 450. I think I don't know if it was last night, but or maybe a I, I think it was ago. last night. Yeah, because yeah. uh, it was. I know Acuna's 500 foot homer. They um, they assumed the stat cast said it was about like 450, and they rechecked this and they said a 505. So Acuna, uh, I believe 10 home runs already. Uh, he's been doing good. Uh, they showed the National League MVP votes, and Acuna was marked number one. So the Braves, Max Free's been great pitching. Uh, Spencer Strider is going to be good regardless. The the Braves just have they're just a good team. They they've won I believe it's three years in a row now. They've won they won the National League National League East. Yeah, correct. so so they've been they've been just destroying the the, the East, especially um, now when they have the DH, so they can have their their power hitters. A little more, a little more rest. So yeah, I mean the Braves. I project they're gonna probably win the division. The Marlins close second, and then Mets. Like and the then third. Mets third, and uh, the two teams below. Speaking of those other two teams, unless you guys want to talk a little more about the Braves, I feel like there's nothing. Respectfully, there's not much to talk about the Braves other than just. I mean, I mean the Braves are obviously a good team, raking in the NL East. But I just want to point out their schedule of. After a four-game losing streak, uh, losing losing the second half of the series against Boston and then getting swept by the Blue Jays, they're facing the Rangers right now over in the West, who have been surprisingly well. And last night, you mentioned having a loss. It's been an interesting up-and-down start for the Braves, obviously having great great pitching, great hitting Acuna. Like you said as well, Acuna hitting the center. The 455 last night and... Um, all I can say is, damn, the Mets are going to have to be a tough contender for them to compare with the Braves right now. And with them in fourth place, uh, it'll be tough for them. Cunha leading the team with 348 batting average. Matt Olsen surprisingly leading in home runs. Sean Murphy leading in RBI and as well as splits. Cunha on, with on-base percentage and runs batted in. On the pitching side, though, it's um it's a bit more diverse. Charlie Morton leading in wins, but Brett Elder, starting pitcher, leading his team with a one ninety four ERA, impressive. Strider as well, being well. AJ Minter and Kenley Jansen, both relievers and closers, they've been raking and and it's overall uh, looking bright for the Braves so far. Yeah, and Spencer Strider on the bump today to hopefully finish out, I think. Yeah, to finish out a good series against the Rangers. Hoping to get this win because next they're going to have to face the Mariners, which Mariners, they're also tied 21-21, so they're not doing too bad. So hopefully the Braves are able to, you know, get it up, get it going, and hopefully they're able to make it up in the NL East. Yeah, I mean, no disrespect to the Braves, but I mean, I just... They're, like Abe said, they're up and down schedule. It's just, honestly, for like how baseball has been for a while, it's a little boring. Because, I mean, the Braves are just expect to expect. Like, it's almost like the Astros in the, in the American League, where at this point you expect them to just win, win games and just make it to the postseason, like guaranteed, like the Astros and the Yankees. So it's like this this stretch right now where it's like they're on an up and down schedule. Only like a 40, 40, 43, I believe, game into the season. 
Uh, yeah, 43. 42, 43. Yeah, yeah it, it's like you don't really you don't really care too much. I know uh, we were talking about this a little before. Where I, I like to see teams doing good, but like teams that you expect are going to do good are not doing so good isn't a sign of like they're not going to they're not going to make it to the postseason. But it, it does show that there there is a little bit of uh, what's the word liabilities there that uh, there's a little bit of scared of going on losing streaks. Schedule especially with the schedule now the new MLB schedule where everyone's playing everyone. Uh, like Dwyer mentioned earlier about the Mets, some teams have had pretty easy schedules and some teams haven't, and it just shows with the uh, the, the standing so far. So, uh, like I was gonna do before, we could go to the third team, and again, I'll easily just knock this out, knockout style. Uh, the Phillies and the and, and we'll we'll cover the Nats because they're I mean it's not really much to talk about with the Nats. Uh, Phillies are currently twenty and twenty two. Uh, I believe they're playing. They're playing the Giants right now. They're losing Coral and they're risking getting swept. Um, Phillies, they're they've been um, interesting as well. Uh, they're they're hitting. Uh, they've been all right with Nicasianos leading an average Schwarber Schwarber home runs. Brandon Marsh um, having four eight four eight on base and um, and Alex Bohm thirty one RBI. It's been a uh, quite interesting for the. Uh, <clears throat> Apologies for the uh, Phillies. It'll be interesting how they have to play out, especially in a competitive like this. For pitching as well, um, kind of lacking, kind of not. Phillies, the Phillies have no starting pitchers with an ERA under three. With Zach, Le- Zach Wheeler starting, with Zach Wheeler leading an ERA with a four oh six ERA. As well as strikeouts with sixty one on the season, Jesus Alvarado with five saves as well. The Phillies are they're in an interesting topic. Uh, they're gonna have to do a lot to keep going and be competitive. Be competitive with with the Braves, the Marlins, uh, Mets as well. So uh, yeah, the Phillies. Uh, truthfully, truthfully, I know Gabe said that their starting pitching isn't that bad, but. Um, I'm gonna say it's bad. I mean, they have relievers that they are that they use for relievers. They have them starting now, and I mean, when you when you have to go to your bullpen to get starters when you don't have any, I don't think it's a good sign. Even regardless of how well they're pitching, if you if you don't have enough starters to fill up a rotation, it's a concern. That's a very big concern right there, and especially with the Phillies, who National League champions last year. Could have possibly beat the Astros, truthfully, if they wanted to play to play a little better last year. Uh, the just them not doing good, and with their 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 um, off season signing, Trey Turner has has not been Trey Turner recently. Uh, it, it sucks to see, especially with uh, WBC Trey Turner, where he he was uh, yeah, he was he was not. Captain America for uh, Team USA. It, it sucks to see him not playing good at the with the Phillies, uh, but I mean the Phillies are never going to be in risk of going into the blast of their division because the Nationals are there. And ever since ever since their Nationals win, uh, it's not been the same. Um, so you said that the Phillies bullpen wasn't that good, but they did some pretty major signings over the off season. Signing people like Greg Soto, Taiwan Walker, and you mentioned before Trey Turner. 
Oh, I just I just realized right now that actually he, Gregory Soto is on the Phillies. I completely forgot about that. But well, yeah, but that's because they haven't been using him. Yeah, they haven't been using Gregory Soto, and Taiwan Walker is uh, the biggest up and down in I'd, I'd say for starting pitchers in the league. Uh, aside from uh, I'd say Sandy, because Sandy's been a little up and down, but Taiwan has been a little mid. He hasn't been pitching well, and. I mean, I've I've been I, I usually like watching Pitching Ninja and I watch a lot of pitcher stuff. Yeah. And Pitching Ninja, if it's Gregory Soto, I remember like a lot of the time last year he at least mentioned him. I don't think there's been a single time where the Phillies have used Gregory Soto when they had a lead. Because the Phillies picked up Gregory Soto For him to relieve. Then. For him to relieve and they're not using him. Because like, like I guess it's because Gregory Soto destroys lefties and there's like a lot of things are going against the they have much lefties. But when you have probably one of the best closers in the closers in the league, Gregory Soto, who was good on Detroit, on the Tigers, who are, are not known for being the best right now, and you put him on a team that just won the National League Championship, you have a ring ceremony on opening day, and you're performing bad with a good with a very good reliever as Gregory Soto. I, I don't think I can trust you. Especially with Taiwan Walker, who looks good sometimes, but then he looks like he's like the worst player in the league sometimes because he just lets up long balls. It the Phillies are hard to watch. If you're a Phillies fan, my heart goes out to you. You, you're like three of your teams so far have gotten close to maybe making a championship and have lost. Uh, you know what's what else is hard to watch? The Nationals, Nationals. Um, oh boy, the Nationals. Eighteen and twenty-four, last place in the NL East, and they have not been producing. Uh, batting average. Batting, obviously, the leader is Joey Manessas, their designated hitter. Not even a position player, their designated hitter. Batting 295, uh, Lucas Thomas, right fielder, leading home runs with five. I believe that might be the worst in the league. Manessas also leading in RBI, and Dominic Smith leading in on-base percentage with a wild 364. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I forgot Dominic Smith even existed. Uh, me and Jorge both had a very strange reaction hearing that. Uh, the Nationals are not doing good. They're not They're not doing good, even though they blew out the Mets like a few days ago. I believe it was 10-2? Yeah, around 10-2. Around 10-2. That's... Mets won over 100 games last year. It's hard to watch these teams who have fallen from grace like the Nationals. I believe it was 2019 World Series. Yeah, yeah 2019. 2019, all their star players left after that. They're a mess of themselves, and they're trying to rebuild, but, I mean, you're going to do so much. Now, just to speed run uh, the AL East teams, because we, we're kind of spending a little more time on a lot of teams. Uh, Baltimore, 27-15, pretty good. Uh, Adley Rushman, I love Adley Rushman. Great catcher. Oh, I'd say, yeah. I I would say he's the best catcher in the league just because I don't think I don't see JC as that good of a catcher anymore with what he's with how he's been doing behind the dish and uh, hitting wise. I I can't see him that good when Adley Rushman is there and he's he's a great catcher. He's friends with his pitchers and he hits the ball five hundred feet. He's the ball crazy. Yeah. Adley Rushman obviously doing well. Red Sox. Uh... Red Sox, not it, really. I don't have much to say on the Red Sox because I absolutely despise the Red Sox as a childhood fan of the Yankees, and really all of us can agree we hate the Red Sox. Fifth in the fifth in the league overall, not not been performing great. 
Yeah, Red Sox. Uh, I don't like them because Yoshida's there, and yeah, I mean he's pretty good. Like he's like one of the really good players for the Red Sox. Now talk about the team that none of us really like, just because we have to talk about them, the Blue Jays. Blue Jays. Blue Jays. Blue Jays. Ah, uh, Gabe showed Gabe showed me this. Uh, Chairman Ultrasoft, the the Blue Jays. My goodness, they're super sensitive about everything. But these controversies so far. It's been more of the Blue Jays just complaining about losing, and they've been losing bad. They they tied the game up yesterday against the Yankees, and the Yankees took it back, and they never scored another run after that. It It's sad to see, because I, I truthfully have respect for the Blue Jays, because some of the Blue Jays hitters, are, I, I, I like, um, like, what's his name? George Springer, I have him on the show. He rakes. And... I mean, the Blue Jays, I don't have a problem with. I have a problem with Vladimir Guerrero Jr. because he hates the Yankees so much for, I, I, I believe, no reason. They don't, we don't deserve that much hate. And, and I mean, just because just I'd rather not give the Blue Jays a lot of day to keep talking about how much they hate the Yankees, let's go over to some very, very strange teams. Uh, I know Game wanted me to talk about the Pirates. Uh, oh, oh, my God, the Pirates. Uh, I mean, the Pirates, it sucks because they, they were doing really good. They were like the Rays of the National League. And, and then they they fall to second. They're 20, 23 and twenty right now. McCutcheon making his return for the final season, and ooh, he's been raking. Brian Reynolds, I know Jorge has him on his fantasy team. Uh, he's facing me this weekend. What happened to Brian Reynolds? Yeah, he's, he's leading. Although he's leading in batting average with two ninety six right now, McCutcheon leading in home runs. He's also been leading at twenty with twenty three RBI and coming off an eight nothing win today against the Tigers. Uh pretty um interesting like you mentioned, they used to be the Rays of the of the National League and they just kinda slowed down a a little bit. Mitch Keller for the Pirates absolutely raking. Rich Hill, I forgot he existed. He should be retired right now. <laughs> But he's been he's been doing somewhat well, uh, somewhat well, having a three eighty ERA with forty three strikeouts and eight earned runs. Could be better all as well. David Ben Bednar have uh, been a pretty good closer for them. Uh, I don't want to say too much about the Pirates. They're an interesting team. Uh, Andrew wants to take it from me. Yeah, uh, uh, I like I like to let Jorge let out a few of his sadness due to picking up uh, Brian Reynolds after you know the, I remember the first week of the season. Uh, I felt, I remember this. Everyone was calling him Prime Mickey Mantle. They were saying he's going to be the best center fielder. They were saying he was the best center fielder in baseball. And then everyone realized that that was just that was just luck right there because he has not been doing good. I know. Jorge, how, how well has he been doing for your fantasy team, Jorge? Honestly, I walked into Mr. Dwyer's room today saying that Brian Reynolds sucks, but then he uh, dropped 11. while watching this, he dropped 11 points with two double, with a double and two singles. But still, he hasn't been having the greatest season so far. But like most people, he's going to eventually wake up and he's going to do a lot better than, than he's doing right now. Really, really, the Pirates, just, they had a very hot start and. Really, with all teams, they're just slowing down and getting used to the season. Um, and with that, uh, Pirates obviously interesting second in the in the Central, and yeah, there's just nothing much I could say about them. Eight not eight nothing went against the Tigers, splitting the series in half. Uh, 
the Pirates have potential. Honestly, they they're very competitive. They're very competitive. They could possibly uh, get a playoff berth, get second in the NL wild card. It re- it really is up for time to tell. Yeah. Um. I mean, National League Central being led by the Brewers, uh, even with Corbin Burns and some of their really good players. I mean, they're not going to make it. They're not going to keep it up. The Brewers were leading the division last year, and they didn't make it to the postseason. And then they also proceeded to insult their best pitcher, Kevin Burns, with a a very crazy dispute over uh, contract contracts that really should not have happened. Uh, it might lead to him leaving, actually. And just, just to cover a little bit of the NL Central, because, uh, I mean, the only other uh, team I think people are actually interested in is the Cubs. The Cubs have been pretty good. Not crazy, but I mean they're tied with the Reds right now, so it's not really anything to be proud of. Uh, Cody Bellinger. Cody Bellinger does seem to be having a bounce back. I believe he's on a one-year contract with them. I believe so. So I, be- I, I think Cody Bellinger is trying to prove that he's still himself, so the Dodgers can maybe sign him back, especially with next season where they're expected to possibly sign Shohei Otani. That would probably make them the best team in the league. So, we'll see. Uh, Cincinnati has not been too bad. They are a losing team. Uh, I for, I cannot remember his name, but I have seen his stats, and he's looked pretty good. Uh, I believe he's blonde, like a red-haired-ish. He, he was supercharged in the show a few days ago, and I, I, that kind of piqued my interest because you know, it's not every day you see a Reds player get supercharged. And he seems to be doing pretty good. I mean, the Reds, the Reds they're not bad. Joey Vaughn needs to retire. He's too old, honestly. Yes. And, I mean, the one thing I love about the Reds is their pitching. Their pitching is outstanding. Yeah, uh, Jorge just showed me top of the sixth inning right now. Reds playing against the Rockies. It's a 5-5 tie game. Um, I like the Reds because they have Hunter Brown and Alexis Diaz. Or, I believe Hunter Green, whatever his last name is. Sorry, I mix them up all the time. Elijah Green. No, I think. No, it's Hunter it's like Green. Hunter Green. Hunter Green. Yeah, Hunter Green. Yeah, Hunter, sorry, it's, it's, it's Hunter Green. And Alexis Diaz. Hunter Green is an extremely good uh, starting pitcher, although his control with this fastball is a little iffy. Those that those that fastball one one of three, insane. And uh, the injured Mets closer's little brother, Alexis Diaz. Man, I wish he pitched this good during the WBC. He's doing crazy. He's he's too not, he's too good. Definitely picking up the slack from his brother not being in the league right now. What can I say about Alexis, man? Pitching Ninja, I love him. I'm going to keep pitching him because I'm a big pitch guy. Every time I open him up, Alexis Diaz is always there because he's just too good. Thanks for mentioning uh, the, uh, Edwin Diaz. All of us being Puerto Rican or some choice of Puerto Rican, uh, we all have terrible memories of watching him close out the game and getting injured and out for the season. Uh, taking us to the West Coast, uh, we'll talk about the Astros first, who have surprisingly not been dominant. Uh, second, 23 and 19 second in the AL West. Not surprising. And uh, although it's not surprising, kind of is. Uh, they're behind the Rangers. The Rangers, out of all teams, the team that you expect to uh, fall off of. They've been doing well, though. They're facing, they've had a pretty interesting schedule of usually taking two out of three in their series. Uh, they're currently two out of three, winning the Cup Series of a three-game set. Also took two out of three on White Sox, two out of three on Angels, and last loss series was at the beginning of the month when they lost to the Mariners. 
Overall, the Astros are um, interesting. Uh, batting average, Mauricio DeBron leading with 309. And uh, surprising fact, DeBron is the only 100 player go on the list on the, in the MLB. Jordan absolutely raking in terms of home runs and RBI. And MVP caliber player, absolutely. It's, he's been raking a uh, leading home runs, RBI, and the on base percentage with 400. Astros are uh, overall a dominant team there. They might be considered a dynasty with their five out of six World Series or or perhaps uh, postseason appearances. In terms of their pitching, though, Framber Valdez uh, absolutely raking as well. 284 ERA for the season with 65 strikeouts. Ryan Presley obviously uh, being very well for them. And uh, Astros are uh, very interesting. Uh, they're up there with the Rangers, and it's... Uh, and it'll be interesting how it'll play out. Yeah, the Astros, uh, I truthfully, truthfully predicted that the moment that Jose Altuve was, was going to be out for a minimum month, like I think, I believe it was half the season, I think, around mid-first half. Which jumped around how bad his injury was, but it turns out it's pretty bad because he's missed every game this season, I think. Yeah, he's a, he's, I remember back when he got hit in the face, I believe it was against Puerto Rico. Ironic. Uh, Very ironic. Uh, it hit him in the. I believe it was the wrist, but I, I, I think it bounced around after it hit him. So it was, it was on his thumb. It was it was some very crazy stuff. Um, although I, I did say the moment he got injured that the Astros were not going to do good for the first half because uh, I believe they predicted to be out for a few months. It's now what the second month of the season, but it become third halfway through the second month. Yep. And Astros, they, although they are on a three game winning streak, and I looked at their schedule. They're probably going to be winning a lot of games. The Astros are one of the few teams so far who are getting consistent breaks between six games. I know the Yankees have do not get much breaks. The Astros play the Athletics, the three-game series, which they truthfully are probably going to take. Yeah, they play the Brewers, which uh, um, it's up to the pitching during that series to, the, to see uh, who's going to take that. And they play Oakland again. So their schedule is pretty light for the, these, these next 10 games. They're playing uh, they play the Cubs tonight, looking for a sweep. And, I mean, the Astros, they're good. Uh, I uh, I know there was mentions that the Astros making the World Series again. I don't think it's going to happen. With the Red Hot Rays, the Red Hot Rays keep it up, which I, I, I don't think is going to happen. Uh, it, they might, but I, I, I have hope for the Yankees. Uh, did, forgot to mention it. Lineup got posted. Volpe has an off day today. Interesting stuff. Uh, and yeah, uh, just to, just to go down the West Coast, uh, we have we have the Angels. Uh, they are 22-21. Uh, one win above their loss. And uh, they did lose their last game against the Orioles, though. And uh, it, truthfully, that Orioles series... I don't want to say truthfully too much, but... Uh, the, that Orioles series was pretty fun. I mean, Cedric Mullins hit a cycle. Otani hit a ball very, very far. Um, I believe it was 462. Oh, my lord. And uh, actually, no, was it 462? Or was it, I think it was 432. Most likely 432. Yeah, so uh, Otani's the big, big guy of the Angels right now, him and Mike Trout. Although, Hunter Renfro has been pretty good. Um, I'm trying to remember his name. Ring Hifo. He hasn't been starting that much because they have a. They do have a. What's his name? Rendon. Rendon having a bounce back season. I, I see it. He's he's not. He's going a little less for power though. He's he's shown the power is there, 
and he is uh, he does have a pretty good average for the the Angels so far. Uh, this is a make or break season for the Angels. If they do not play good enough, they do not make the postseason, and they do not look good mid all uh, mid season during the All Star break, we could possibly see them trade Otani to another team, or we can see Otani just leave during free agency. If they don't make the postseason, he's not going to stay. And if they make the postseason, make the wild card, and don't make it past that, he's not going to stay anyways because Otani is too good of a generational talent to stay on a losing team. Especially when Otani, uh, I know I know a little bit about his history before the MLB, where he, he assumed he was going to go to the MLB the moment that he was able to be signed, which he was. Um, it was some crazy stuff. Otani wants to win. Otani wants to wants a championship. And he's not going to stick around uh, for some teams that are going to lose games. So if the Angels, they got to pick up the slack. They're only, I believe, a win or two behind... behind uh, We had the the Astros, yeah, the Astros, and uh, yeah, the Angels. They have to win the division. They have to win something because if they don't win anything, Otani's leaving. Mike Trout's probably not gonna want to stay on. Uh, not gonna want to stay if Otani's not there. So, a uh, big, big ups and downs. Uh, I know the Rangers have been too good. You guys want to talk about some of those teams right there? I mean, uh, before we move on to the Rangers and Mariners, uh, I just want to mention. You mentioned Anthony Rendon, bounce back season. He's on the IL with the groin strain. Uh, so I just wanted to point that out. Otani, actually, take it for it. Take it. Yeah, speaking of Otani, I like what you said, Andrew, how he's too good for the Angels because I think it was last night or two nights ago, Otani just missed the hitting the cycle. So that that's... That really shows how good of a player he is, and to be on the Angels, who who have a super team, and they should be better than they're doing right now, but they're not. So you're depending how they go. If they don't trade him during this season, he's probably going to end up going to free agencies, getting signed to another team. Yeah, uh, we're going to go to the Mariners because Gabe really wants to talk about the Mariners. Uh, which I, I actually want to talk about them too. They play the Red Sox. They play the Red Sox in the three-game series. Uh, was it yesterday they lost? Yeah, they lost, yes. Yeah, I, I, remember, I remember I watched the uh, MLB posted on Instagram. Uh, Teoscar Hernandez getting a, a very a very nice triple. And uh, right after he did that, um, they proceeded to give up a very... He went to lead by a large a large sum and lose the game. So it was very ironic timing from MLB. You know, they, everyone was heated. Uh, yeah, the the Mariners haven't been too bad, but J Rod hasn't been the greatest. Uh, coming off of a rookie of the year voting, he has not been he hasn't been what people were expecting him to. Although it is the beginning of the season, you gotta give him a little bit of slack. The Mariners they signed up they signed some lesser known guys. They did get um Teoscar Hernandez from the Blue Jays. Uh, he he hasn't been doing like nuts, but he, he has been he has been pretty bad. <laughs> He's been pretty bad sometimes, but he's been pretty good as well. Again, with his triple uh, yesterday due to uh, miscommunication in the outfield, I'd say, from uh, a dive a dive by the, the Red Sox center fielder instead of just waiting for the ball to bounce. Yeah, you definitely don't want to do that in uh, Emily Park. Uh, yeah, Mariners not doing too bad. Uh, I, I I don't know if you guys want to talk about the Rangers. I mean, they're they're kind of they're kind of mid. They lost. I want to talk about the Mariners. The Mariners, um, of course, are being an up and down team. Uh, five hundred right yeah, now. Gabe before. really loves the Mariners. Uh, uh, maybe Mariners twenty one and twenty one for from the West. Uh, Cal Raleigh, Cal Raleigh making uh history. Uh, 
first catcher to homer from both sides at Fenway on Monday. Uh, they won ten to one, and Mariners up and down, up and down really. Uh, Jared Clinic leading, leading, leading the uh, leading uh, batting average two eighty three. Tay Oscar with eight home runs on the season, twenty two RBI. Both leading the team. JP Crawford leading and. On base percentage in Thai France, of course, leading with hits. Mariners are, of course, really interesting. As you said, they really signed some no names. Uh, George Kirby, though, um, raking and pitching five wins, 245 ERA. Uh, Jorge celebrating as he's on his fantasy team. So, Kirby of course. Luis Castillo, of course, raking in strikeouts. And Patrick Seawald with nine saves on the season, really looking to be uh, the Mariners' start closer. Rangers, uh, Rangers as well, uh, also been an interesting team. Uh, and I remember uh, talking with Jorge about their city connected forms, which recently dropped up, and they're interesting. That was really bad. They, I, they were pretty bad. Uh, I I don't think it's good, honestly. They they tied it. They tied it to a, a home run. It was even a home run or just a celebration in the dugout. I, I don't think that's the best thing to do for the Mariners. I was expecting a little bit of a Griffey homage. Maybe an Ichiro homage would be a little cooler too. But uh, tying it to a very strange part of the Mariners that's probably going to stay for about three years, according to the contracts for City Connect, um, not the best. Uh, Rangers haven't been, too, haven't been too crazy. I don't want to say bad because they're leading, they're leading the, uh, the AOS, but... I, I just the Rangers they signed Degrom that was a major part of their off season but Degrom's out for injury he's been out for injury for I believe a month now and I mean he was their star player he won them a lot of games but the the goat is gonna always be the goat but it, it's not gonna stop him and I mean Corey Seager's also been been in the IL I mean he him and Degrom were like the Rangers two major pickups in the last few off seasons. And the Rangers' offense isn't bad. The Rangers' pitching isn't horrible because I like I like I like Andrew Heaney. He's pretty cool. He's on there, but I mean the Rangers are just. I know I mentioned this about the Phillies just not being Phillies and the Braves not being super fun to watch. I mean, I I, I don't know why anyone would watch the, the the Rangers anymore, especially with the uh, the the Astros becoming better. Like they're gonna they're gonna go on a win streak like probably the rest of like a uh, two weeks, and. Uh, uh, just to point out, I I am not a fan of the Astros. I despise the Astros. I still believe they're cheating. They're cheating. Uh, losers. I gotta. I, I can't say that on there. They uh, did cheat. They're, they're very. They're very. Twenty seventeen was not the year. For I, us. I really just don't. I don't like the Astros. But I I don't think anyone's a Texans fans, especially if they fall off like I believe they're going to. So uh, just talk about uh, the AO. AL Central, something we have not talked about so far. Um, we do have uh, the Twins currently leading that off. They're the only 500 team in the Central. Pretty crazy to think about, honestly. The Twins are not something people would expect to be doing so good. Um, twins, I mean, their pitching is pretty good. Uh, I believe, was it, is it the Twins or the Guardians that have a young, young new uh, starting pitcher? I believe the Guardians side. I'm not really focused on much of the Central other than the White Sox. Um, White Sox, what happened? Uh, White Sox, of course, they obtained Ben Attendee from from the Yankees. Uh, 
Great for the Yankees, uh, sucks to see him go, but 15 and 28 fourth in AL Central, and and after a uh, monumental 2022 season, uh, they fell off. Really, they fell off. Yeah, the White Sox rebuild has not gone well. They're oh, man. I know my friends. He's a he's a pretty pretty big White Sox guy. He comes in with their World Series hat every day, and I laugh at his face because they're never going to see that again. Uh, 20, yeah, 2005 I, was a fluke. I really don't think there's much talk about the White Sox. I mean, Lance Lynn, uh, he's not a bad pitcher, but he lets off a lot of he lets a lot of earned runs go. And I just want to go back to the Twins because I do have an interesting one to talk about. Uh, Carlos Correa, the big guy who's been thrown who's thrown around, I believe three or four different teams, three teams during the off season. Almost four. Almost four. Yeah. yeah. It was the Twins, the Twins to resign. The Giants were looking at him originally, and then he went to the Mets, and the Mets, they both have a major, he had major injury concerns, and the Twins are, and then have now signed into a pretty fairly big deal, I forgot the exact details, but he's hitting, uh, I believe, two, he's hitting 208, for someone who I believe is getting paid, I think it's, I think it's around high 200,000, maybe even 300,000. For for nine or nine years around, I I don't know the exact details of his contract, but I know he's getting paid a lot of money and he's not performing well. Yeah, he was getting paid a lot just to perform how he's been, which I don't know. It was a weird decision giving an injury prone player because we know how he has a problem with his ankle, which is the reason why the Mets, the Mets, Mets didn't yeah, it's the reason why the Mets didn't take him at all because he failed, failed injury test or whatever it is. Going with career right now, he's batting two hundred one with six home runs, twenty three RBI. Uh, not even remotely close to their, uh, I mean, somewhere close to their team leader, Byron Buxton, 234. Uh, Joey Gallo being plucked from the Yankees as well, nine home runs. And um, it's really interesting what the Twins are doing. Uh, uh, Correa, of course, being a concern, uh, overpaying him and not performing to what he is due. Yeah, um, I mean, the, the, the Twins, they're, they're pretty interesting. Uh, some Some pretty... Um, w- weird, but strangely paying off uh, signings. They have Pablo Lopez, who he wasn't outstanding his last start, but that was because they're going against the Dodgers. The Dodgers are pretty good so far. Um, Pablo Lopez is pretty cool. I know he's a... Pablo Lopez is a very interesting pitcher. I love pitching. I love pitching in general, and Pablo Lopez... Originally in the Marlins, 2022, that they traded him, and then he's been pretty good on the uh, Twins so far. He is was converted into their ace, which I don't think he was not expecting to be coming into the season. But uh, yeah, Paulo Lopez. Uh, I love the I love the pitching staff because they all taught every single one of their pitchers the sweeper. And I mean, yeah, the Twins. The Twins picked up a lot of players. I mean, Joey Gallo, like we mentioned before. Uh, not good, honestly, for the Yankees, but he's he's hit ten homers already for the Twins. He's he's been very good. I mean, yeah. Now, uh, Gabe, you can now talk. You've been begging to talk the whole time. I I want to talk about Sonny Gray so bad. Oh, Sonny Gray, Yankees legend. He he's absolutely been breaking right now. One thirty nine ERA, fifty six strikeouts on the season. Um, then uh, Sonny Gray's an interesting stop topic. He's leading the Twins in terms of ERA. Pablo Lopez, like you said, 66 strikeouts leading in. Um, Twins pitching, they've all learned a sweeper. I know you wanted to learn a sweeper, and it's uh, 
It's interesting. It's an interesting case what the Twins are doing. Um, twins, of course, leading the AL Central, and uh, I, I, I don't want to regurgitate information, but it's but I think you covered everything. You're such an interesting topic. Yeah, and um, I kind of was opening up Instagram to take a look at some MLB, and the first thing I saw was uh, Nathan Valdi of the Rangers has a twenty-eight point two. Innings pitch scored the streak. So I mean, wow. I I deeply apologize, uh, Texas Rangers, for disrespecting your franchise. You're doing unreasonably good so far. No one expected this from you. Uh, please keep it up. I don't want the Astros to win. Uh, we're gonna talk a little more about the Central. Um, I believe there's a few more teams to talk about. Uh, we have the the Guardians are pretty good, although um, one major guy that uh. I believe it's been uh, a topic for a lot of people. Has been uh, Eloy Jimenez, I believe is what it is. He hasn't been, he's been paid a decent amount of money, and he hasn't been doing as good as... Something like the Carlos Correa situation, where they both play middle infield, and they're not doing as good as they should be doing. Especially after last year, where Eloy Jimenez was outstanding. I believe he was third in... Um, I think it was third in MVP voting. He was, he was great. And now he's not doing good for the Guardians. And the Guardians, 1922, <coughs> 1922, 19 wins, 22 losses. Uh, pretty interesting team. Uh, J-Rem being a killer. Uh, destroys the Yankees almost as much as Vladdy. Uh, and uh, one major guy I do like from the Guardians is Stephen Kwan. Uh, I, I told Gabe this. He looks, Jorge looks a lot like Stephen Kwan. Uh, and I cannot unsee it after seeing it once. I I kind of see it. I I am not afraid to. I am not afraid to admit it, but I kind of see it. Two seventy five with seven thirteen OPS. Uh, impressive for, for the season. J Ram of course cooking. He's also leading uh Guardians in hits. And uh, overall, Guardians are adding a uh, interesting. Uh, Shane Bieber and Emmanuel Classe uh, both cooking. Bieber with a 320 ERA and Emmanuel Classe <laughs> with, with 14 saves on the season so far. Very interesting. Yeah, again, I'm not to stop you right there because I know for a fact you're talking about Emmanuel Classe right now is pissing off every single Guardians fan right now because you know that right now Emmanuel Classe has blown about three or four saves for the last yeah. two from like the last few games he's pitched. Oh my lord! He he has let up so many runs. He is he is doing horrible. He he him pitching right now is the equivalent of putting Johnny Brito on the mound. Okay, it's not good. I mean, the Guardians they're gonna bounce back, but Klausen needs to get into their rhythm because he's not he's not performing well. I kind of want to men- I kind of wanted to mention Klausen just to get you pissed off. Sorry, Andrew. <laughs> I wasn't angry because you mentioned him. I'm angry because you're complimenting him. He doesn't deserve it. Uh, <laughs> cover the cover the Tigers. I mean, Tigers Tigers are something that was unexpected. They are strangely enough, they're tied with the Guardians right now uh, for uh, with wins and losses, and both 1923. And again, yeah, good call. They're 19 and 22, and. Yeah, they haven't been doing too bad. Although, uh, they they are still a pretty bad team. Uh, I do I do want to mention Javi Bias has not been good, but you know, it's better than expected. And uh, as we were talking about the Rangers, my gosh, yo, did, 
Yo, MLB just hates me. Baseball, the baseball gods have have said I can never disrespect the Rangers because I talk about Corey Seager being injured and he just got activated. This is insane. I I am so sorry for disrespecting you, Rangers. I'm I'm just gonna keep disrespecting every team I don't I I like apparently because maybe they'll they'll play better. I I, I wow I I'm, I'm gonna lost for words. Hobby bias. Uh, 248 batting average, three home runs, nice in RBIs, three stolen bases. I'll have you by. It's just, it's oh, just no. Uh, I don't want to give him the compliments, but he's been doing better than expected. Be real. Better, better than expected. Better than expected. Everyone was expecting him to be under 200 batting average. I was, I'm expecting to be at a solid 150 like Aaron Hicks last season. Okay? Oh, my God. Yeah, Aaron Hicks. At the beginning of the season, he started off like a 131 average. I remember because I dropped him after week two of the MLB season from my fantasy team. Yeah, Javi Baez. Uh, I mean, I I I, I want to give him a compliment because there's only so many pitchers, or so many hitters that can that can go yard off of Justin Verlander. So I think Javi Baez is gonna have that on his resume for a hot man. I remember uh, Mr. Schoner put that game on in class, and the Mets were losing two to nothing. And he was like, "Oh, at the home runs, it was back to back home runs, and Javi Baez happened to hit one of those home runs, which was insane." I'm angry. I missed it. Yeah, covering is the Royals because I mean I, I, the Tigers. There's nothing really to talk about there, though. I, they're I, they're lackluster. Well, yeah, they're they're pretty bad. I mean, they're not doing they're not doing good. The Tigers. I mean, it's like this is their last that, year for Miggy, and Miggy's not even playing much on the team. So uh, I don't I don't know. The Tigers are just uh, other than Eduardo Rodriguez uh, being an absolute stud for them. There's nothing much about the Tigers. Uh, although interesting, they're in second place and might not stand stand long with the way the Guardians are playing. I, yeah, with the way the Guardians are playing, uh, other than Class A blowing saves, um, they might not hold second place for long. I'm I'm unfortunately gonna say it. Yeah, so we're talking about the second worst team in the American League right now, the Kansas City Royals. Honestly, sucks because I mean this is the. First year where Salvador Perez is the first ever captain in Royals history, and they're <laughs> thirteen and thirty-one on the season. About two or three, they're three wins, three wins above the Oakland Athletics, who are by far <coughs> the worst team in baseball. We didn't even cover them because there's nothing to talk about. They, they, they've. Uh, I'll, I'll, co- I'll talk about the Athletics right now. They're, they're. Um, I haven't checked the stats, but I remember hearing about it on a broadcast that the Athletics are currently the most losing team in baseball history. No other team has gotten to a start where they've been consistently under 500, under 250, like almost this whole season. It's gross. It's gross. And the the Royals are just above them. It sucks to see because they have some young talent. They have uh, Bobby Witt Jr., who pinch hitter, or not pinch hitter, pinch runner for... Howdy Team USA. Uh, they they're not bad. Past Vinny hasn't been too bad, uh, but like it's just the offense has had no spark, and the pitching is not any better. This is, I believe, is also the last year of Zach Greinke. Where uh, and yeah, oh, old. not not to talk bad about Greinke because I I don't know if it was yesterday, but he recently became one of five pitchers to strike out one thousand different batters, and that's. That's something you can impressive. That's impressive, but that's also like I feel like that guarantees in the Hall of Fame at this point because all almost all those pitchers that were on that got struck out a thousand different batters, they all made almost all of them into the Hall of Fame. 
Granky, uh, of course, an interesting player, but ending his career with the Athletics, uh, uh, a very disappointing team as well. Is not the Athletics, but I mean Royals. Royals, apologies. You were mentioning the Athletics, and I got confused. But I'm gonna keep going with the Athletics, and uh, uh it's for it, they're selling, they're going to Las Vegas, and pretty much all of their spark is just gone. Uh, guys, any any of their posts, uh, all saying sell the team, uh, don't go to LA, and it's uh, disappointing for the Athletics. Disappointing might not even be the word. Uh, I and um, it's they're lackluster. Yeah, I, I, mean, I don't expect them to do much, honestly. Yeah, the Athletics. Uh, they're playing uh the Diamondbacks for a series right now. And uh, within their last, their last ten games, uh, they have not been winning. Uh, they their last ten games, they have won two, two games, and they've lost the other eight. It's it's not looking good for the Athletics. Uh, they're definitely just giving up on even trying for this season, ex- assuming that they're gonna uh, move to Las Vegas, and that's their main priority right now. Uh, it feels bad for all the young talent on the athletics, although it, all the, the talent that is there is just not much on the defense side. The defense has made so many errors. The hitting isn't pretty good. I, uh, one of their hitters hit three home runs in a single game against the Yankees, and they still lost the game. So, <laughs> so I mean, there's, there's nothing much you can really do there. Uh, their defense has been horrible, like I said. Uh, their hitting has been okay. But it's not enough. It's not enough. I just want to point out uh, one of those young talents, uh, Estereo Ruiz, Alfred on the Athletics Speed Demon. Uh, kind of reminds me of uh, uh, what uh, Cattell Mart. No, not Cattell Marte. That speedy uh, Arizona second base, Tim Castro. There we go. Um, he's been kind of raking up. In just 173 player appearances on the season, one home run, one home run, 22 <laughs> RBI, 272, 272, 333, 364, and um, nothing much to note about him other than uh, being one of Oakland's only bright spots, and um, also him raking for my fantasy team. But there were really just nothing much to impress about the Athletics. Uh, it's just been a, a terrible year for them. Yeah, so uh, I believe we've covered every team in the AL so far. So I, let's go to the one division we haven't covered. Uh, the NL West. Interesting, interesting division over here. Uh, the Dodgers. Well, we'll start off with the Dodgers, top of their division, 27-16. and 16. Uh, they, they did lose their last game, though. Uh, the Dodgers have not been too bad. Uh, Mookie Betts has been looking okay. He's uh, I haven't checked recently. But last time I checked, uh, he was like being everyday shortstop. So I don't know if that's still going. Do you, do you guys? Second base short. Um, he plays shortstop for I think a couple games, but he's mostly second base outfield, which is really cool. Yeah, being being in middle and field and outfield at the same time, it's very impressive. Uh, Freddie Freeman, first baseman up. It, it, I'm I'm gonna be honest here. It is wildly weird to see him on the Dodgers, batting three twelve, leading the Dodgers. Max Muncy as well, raking fourteen home runs, thirty two RBI, both leading. Freeman as well, uh, three eighty seven on base percentage. 
And um, Dodgers, uh, although they've been doing well, it's it's going to be uh, interesting to see how they're going to compete with um, with with the Padres. But speaking of the Padres, they they swept them Padres twice, I believe, this time. Kershaw, Kershaw, of course, he's raking six wins, two fifty two ERA, sixty three strikeouts. Kershaw has let up uh, a decent amount of long balls, though. True, that is very true. Uh, Syndergaard as well being on on the team. Uh, Jose Urias three sixty one ERA and Dustin May two sixty eight. May uh, May exiting the game today, uh, only throwing thirteen pitches against the Twins. Yeah, unfortunate to see Dustin May leave so early in the. First Only in the first inning, that is that, that's a really short time. Uh, apparently, with right elbow pain, maybe I don't know. Maybe just felt like some tightness, or maybe it's inflammation or something. I don't know. Which he's not the only pitcher on the Dodgers to be injury prone because Noah Syndergaard a couple weeks back was on the IL ten, I think, or the day to day after a comebacker. But hopefully, that the the Dodgers can get. There's themselves under control because they are a pretty injury prone team right now. Yeah, Dodgers. Um, starting pitching hasn't been too bad, but uh, I I think the Dodgers screwed themselves over by signing Syndergaard. Uh, he has my go the Dodgers. Uh, I, I last time I checked, his ERA wasn't the best, and he was also letting up a decent amount of long balls, but. I mean, it wasn't a bad risk to take. Syndergaard is a, an up-and-down pitcher, and Dodgers are known for making uh, mid-tier pitchers a little better. Uh, they are currently playing the, the Brewers, and they are losing by one run. Uh, and, yeah, we'll keep moving down. So, I believe next we have the... Uh, Padres. Padres. Pa- the Padres. Yeah, we'll talk about the Padres. Padres is an interesting team so far. <coughs> of course, uh, they are currently losing to Kansas City by uh, one, although bases are loaded, so things can change. Uh Different, uh, interesting. Uh, Tatis, main guy. I know we covered him a bit in the first podcast of the season. Uh, he's been playing an outstanding right field. Tatis's outfield has been amazing. <laughs> there hasn't been much you could really, really complain about. Tatis has, I believe, he recorded a 100 mile per hour throw to fur to throw to home. Yeah, Tatis is a. Uh, he ended up gunning someone on. Oh yeah, he also did get someone at third, but he did also get a hundred mile, mile power throw to to home. So uh, yeah, uh, Manny Machado, big name. I haven't been doing too bad. Uh, one of the interesting guys though is Juan Soto. He started off the season, and um, I believe we talked about him in the first the first uh, podcast of the season. He was not doing good for the first the first beginning of the the first few games of the season. He's he's getting a lot better, and he's he's hitting a lot better. But Juan Soto was not being Juan Soto for the beginning of the Padres season. I feel like he, he thought he had something to prove coming into the Padres a little later. But he's not out a bit. He his he, he did make a few errors in the outfield. He, he hasn't been doing the best. But I'd say on the dish, he's walking a lot more. He's becoming what he was in the Nationals. And uh, that could lead them to a possible World Series. I, I, I believe the Padres could make it. I honestly don't want them to. I want the Marlins to. But, uh, yeah. Padres being a young powerhouse, Juan Soto. You mentioned uh, he's he's kind of there, kind of not there. It's really a limbo right now. He's batting two fifty eight, seven home runs, twenty RBI, and eight ninety one OPS. Uh, interesting how it plays out. Obviously, leading many of the uh, Padres' stats. Sander Bogarts, um, 
Red Sox legend leading the leading with uh, two sixty nine batting average and and the uh, Padres are are an interesting team though. Like I like I mentioned, uh, they're third in the in the uh, in the NL West behind out of all teams possible, the Diamondbacks. Yeah, I mean the Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks, interesting. Uh, I'm gonna mention the Cy Young voting. Uh, they released the AL and just released the NL. And the top, uh, the first the guy who's winning it all for Cy Young, if they ended it right now, would be Zach, Zach Allen. Outstanding. Zach Allen's been great. Uh, there was interesting development where he did throw a, a change-up cutter where it was so it was so strange <laughs> that the catcher and the ump didn't even know what's happening. Not even Zach. It it was crazy, but it's not hard to believe considering uh, Mr. Dwyer's own cutter is somewhat of a change-up. It's a little different. Um, off topic, but still is about Zach Gallon. Um, I just saw today while warming up before the game. Yeah, he, yeah, he did a Randy Johnson and hit a bird with a baseball. I, I guess he really is the Randy Johnson in, uh, reincarnation. I just realized that they both play for the Diamondbacks. That is sick. Yeah, Zach Allen. Uh, <laughs> well, why? Why else would they mention Randy Johnson? Because he hit a bird. Fair point. Randy uh, Johnson is pretty, pretty good. Pretty, 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 pretty good. good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. He's, he's a little mid. He's a little mid, though. Uh, Garrett Cole better. Um, wow, you're terrible. <laughs> uh, yeah, Zach Allen has been looking uh, like Randy Johnson a little bit with how, how dominant he's been on uh, the players he's been facing. Uh, uh, um, in terms of their batting, though. Yeah, you can talk about batting. I honestly don't care too much about uh, the D-backs batting. I love right. pitching, though. The Luigi Scurrio <laughs> leading with 312, uh, batting average. Ten home runs from, oh, I I apologize if I blank. Christian Walker leading with ten home runs and thirty RBI. Uh, Gabriel Junior obviously leading with OPS as well and as well as hits. Tell Marte, uh, he's he's been all right. Uh, he's been all right. Two sixty nine average with five home runs, sixteen RBIs, and Diamondbacks. It's really the pitching that's been shining through for them. Leading them to second, obviously Zach Allen, Andrew Chafin, uh, Michael Kelly, and Bumgarner. Uh, Bumgarner, he got DFA'd. He's an old guy. I don't know why he hasn't retired. Same thing with uh, Joey. <laughs> Same thing with Joey Gallo and uh, and uh, Rich Hill. Uh, last time I remember, Bumgarner took a major league mound. He gave up seven on runs, three innings. Um, he got DFA'd and. And the Diamondbacks seem to be doing better with without him. So uh, maybe Mad Bum's not for that. <coughs> maybe the Diamondbacks don't need a Mad Bum. Uh, Twenty-four and nineteen second in the NL West. Uh, quite an interesting team. Uh, they had they do have potential, but at the same time, it'll be it'll be a very interesting case, especially with uh, uh, Padres Padres Dodgers. Yeah, uh, man. Right below the Padres, you have the uh, the Giants. Uh, Giants, Giants, and the Padres have been pretty. Uh, I want to say out there, but they they've uh, they've been a little uh, impressive. I'd say people were, people were looking out to, towards the Padres uh, ever since Tatis was announced before back this season. But uh, the Giants haven't been playing too bad. Um, they are nineteen and twenty three, uh, so they are still uh, under five hundred. 
But they they really aren't that bad. They're going to play uh, the Marlins in after their season against uh, after their series against Philadelphia. So we'll see. Uh, currently tie game against Philly. Uh, interesting stuff. Uh, uh, I I don't have much talk about on the the pitching side, uh, but I will say uh, that the Mexico City series against the Giants and the Padres was very entertaining to watch. Some very 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 nice moments from that series. Very long home runs. Definitely brought out the juice balls for that one. I I believe it was six hundred twenty three home run home runs in that series. Uh, back to back home runs. Uh, eight times throughout the series. Um, you know, meeting. Me being uh, me, I love batting. Uh, Tyro Estrada leading, three of nine batting average. Uh, Mets legend Michael Conforto eight home runs. JD Davis third baseman, uh, old guy with twenty two on the on the season, and Lamonte Wade Jr. four thirty five. Uh, pitching, pitching, it's all right. Uh, Alex Cobb, of course, raking one ninety four ERA. Logan Webb with three three runs on the season. Uh, Christian Doval ten saves. Uh, absolutely, and it's uh, and like everything with the NL West, really, it's all about competing with, with uh, Padres, Dodgers, and um, I just want to take a moment right now to shout out uh, Giant Giants legend Arson Judge. I don't I don't remember if you guys know, but uh, by opening day, um, a Giants fan showed up to uh, the Yankee Stadium wearing an Arson Judge uniform in a Giants uniform, so uh. Maybe the Giants would be better if they had Aaron Judge on their team. Well, <laughs> unfortunately, not everything is what it seems, but Giants fourth place um, could be better, but at the same time, they are not in a bad position at all. Yeah, and the last team from the NL West to talk about is the Rockies. Uh, bottom fifth. Uh, just trying to pull Top up. of the eighth, actually, 11-5 to five over the Reds. Yep. Yeah, they're they're cooking the Reds. That got a hand that got out of hand really quick. Yeah, uh, <laughs> might be because of their very high elevation stadium, but uh, yeah, the Rockies haven't been too bad. I know CJ Crone has been pretty interesting, although he definitely has not been the best. Uh, there was there was a bit of controversy. One of the relievers did start chirping at the Philadelphia dugout after one inning. Got yelled at. Went question about it. Started fangirling over Bryce Harper. So some very weird stuff happened there. Uh, Rockies, not a very interesting team. Uh, Rockies fans are definitely sad. Beginning of the season looked interesting, but now they're just kind of becoming what they were expected to be, and what their what their manager even said they wanted to be uh, a five hundred team. We're sure even struggling to do right now. I I mean really on both sides of the of the West, it's really competing with the top teams and Rockies Rockies unfortunately not being able to do that. Uh, Kyle Freeland leading. Leading in terms of pitching, four wins, three sixteen ERA, thirty eight strikeouts, and um, re- really, like you said, there's nothing much about the Rockies anymore. Um, Chris Bryant obviously being up there, two ninety one. CJ Crone six home runs, twenty RBI. And Charlie Blackman, I I genuinely forgot he existed with three seventy batting average. Retired. <laughs> Jorge, why? But over overall, it's just. They they're not expected to compete uh, for at least a top three or maybe be above five hundred. That would be five fifty. I believe that we've gone through <coughs> almost everything now. Yeah. Uh, 
I, I know a lot of you guys might be wondering a little bit. Hey, what about them Cardinals? So, uh... I have never asked that question. In well, my yeah, well, now it you're going to hear... It is bold about... of you to make that assumption. Well, well, now you're going to hear about it, okay? The Cardinals are the bottom in the Central. After winning the Central last year, they're doing horrible. And I'm... Oh, my goodness. I'm, I'm furious. I'm very angry. And, uh, you know, I'm angry because uh, two of the best players are not playing that well. Paul Goldschmidt has... He's been heating up, but Arenado's been mid. Arenado has bad. been mid. He's been mid, mid, mid. I don't know how he's getting paid so much money. He's horrible. He's old person. He has five years left on his contract before he can even resign. Which I don't think they're gonna do. I don't think they're gonna do if he keeps playing this bad. I don't know how his defense his, has been. His, no, no, his defense has not been effective. It's been bad. His hitting has not been. His, it. his hitting has been god awful. Two sixty three. It doesn't sound that bad, but the, this is Nolan Arenado we're talking about. If you were to compare this right now to, to probably. To Arenado on the Rockies last year, it would not be the same. And look, the Cardinals—they already got me angry because they haven't been playing good. Their pitching is god awful. Rain White actually pitched good for the first start in the entire year the other day. That's not good. It's like the first time he's came off the IL since the beginning of the year. Not good. Actually, did I say? What did I say? Did I say Wainwright? Yes. Yeah, Wainwright. Don't ever catch me saying that again. It was Flaherty. Flaherty deserves the, all that respect because he did good last time. Wainwright has been horrible. Every single pitcher, except for Flaherty, the last start, and um, what's his name? Montgomery, former Yankee. They've been horrible, and I've, I've, I've been, very, I've been very angry ever since. Uh, they sent down Jordan Walker. Within the first few games of the of the, after like the first twenty or so games, they sent him down, and then they're losing games. I would understand it. They're sending him down to bring up like a veteran or, an, or a, a somewhat better outfielder, but they sent him down to lose. No. It was it was such a waste of even bringing him up because they brought him up for a few games and sent him back down. Yeah, you you wasted. You wasted it. You wasted your opportunity. And if he's not called up again in the rest of the season, they're not making it. They're not going to make it. The Cardinals, this is the one year. I remember I projected them. I said Yankees-Cardinals World Series. That made sense. And it's not going to happen because Jordan because Jordan Walker has been set down. They're not pitching well. They're not hitting well. Nothing is doing good for the Cardinals. And I, uh, people are saying they can bounce back. I don't think so. Unless, they're pitch, unless they get a whole new pitching staff and their hitting coach those how to actually teach his hitters how to hit, they're not going to win. They're not going to win games. They're not going to go to the postseason. And they sure as hell are not going to make it to the World Series. Andrew, I know you love pitching, right? And I just want to I don't to upset you here, but the Cardinals pitching is terrible. No, like it's not upsetting me. I'm already angry enough. Right. You said anything about this rotation, it's going to prove my point. Jordan Montgomery is the only starting pitcher on the Cardinals to have to have the ERA lead, and it's not even under three. He has a four point two one ERA oh, on the wow. season, with only forty eight strikeouts, um, uh, eight point four K to nine rate, and zero point six WAR. Uh, nothing much. Twenty four earned runs on the season, with only fifty one innings pitched. Uh, John Flaherty only three wins on the season. Yikes! Also leading in terms of strikeouts. Uh, Ryan Hesley with four with four saves on the season. 
Oh, Flaherty's ERA, uh, five point two four. Yeah, uh, Flaherty's ERA is only five point two four because he did up like no runs this last inning. If we were to look at his ERA before his most recent game, it was horrible. I believe the last start before that he let up, I think, it was seven or eight runs to the Angels. Not good for someone who's supposed to be your ace. That's that's like if we put Johnny Brito as our ace. Man, I'm sorry for respecting him, but he's not been pitching good. He's horrible. Flaherty's been horrible, and he's getting a little better, but the rest of their pitching rotation is god-awful. Learn how to strike people out, learn how to throw pitches properly, and learn... Just, just learn how to play baseball. Just, It's hard to believe that the Cardinals have... Have a legacy hitter who's hit 700 home runs and they can't go over 500 in the first 40 games. That's disgusting. Also, Adam Wainwright uh, has a 7.20 ERA, and uh, Wainwright with a 7.20 ERA. What the hell, Cardinals? What are you doing? Please consider. Uh, I don't know. Now he should have retired <laughs> last season. Please actually do something that will benefit your team instead of sending down random players and doing nothing. Steven Matz, Mets legend, 5.62 ERA. Jordan Hicks, one of my favorite relievers when he's actually Jordan healthy. Jordan Hicks has been good so far. 5.60 ERA. He's been good because he's been relieving horrible innings. He's been relieving horribly. Like, they, like the pitching guys have been getting so bad, they've had to go to their bullpen as if they're starting with openers. It's, it's horrible. It's horrible. And... Man, it's, it feels like ever since Pujols and um, Pujols and Molina, ever since Pujols and Molina left, they fall apart. They fell apart. I it's, could have told you that. <laughs> it's, it, it's so it's so sad, and this is why I saved them for last because I know you guys did not want to hear uh, the Cardinals rant like in the first few minutes of the podcast. Wayne Wright should have come with them too. He should have. That's what I thought he was going to do. Yeah, it may it would have made sense, but. Uh, I believe that's every thirty team in the MLB. Uh, yeah, as uh, of mid May. Uh, yeah, I believe as of mid May. I just let's just go through to check everything and just to make sure. Uh, hopefully, uh, this won't be our last podcast. We'll be able to muster something up before the end of the school year. Uh, uh yeah, we've covered every single team in mid May. Uh. This has been a great podcast. Uh, I love getting to insult the Cardinals. They've been god awful. I hate them. Uh, and yeah. Uh, Don't ever insult the Rangers ever again, please. Uh, no, I will so that they can keep winning. Uh, Corey Seager. <laughs> uh, I'm Andrew Vieira, class of 2024. No, 2025. 25, do your math properly. Uh, me and, uh, I'm Gabriel Rendon, class of 26. Um, Jorge Bello, also class of 26. And uh, thank you for listening in. Uh, have a good afternoon, evening, night, day, whatever. I hope you're not floating around in the random universe. And let's go Yankees. Yeah, don't, don't, don't ever be a Cardinals fan. You're going to hate it.